Good morning, everyone. So, yeah, I feel like a school teacher every time I say that, but it seems to naturally pop out my mouth when I put the mic up to it. So let's go with it. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about thinking versus feeling. And it comes from reading, or when I say reading, listening to that book, uh, We're All Effed, uh, A Book of Hope. It's actually a really good book. I'm really enjoying it. It's um, it's in a very relaxed kind of style. It's not um, a bit too hoity-toity. It's very well done. And I, you get the feeling the guy is very good at using stories to explain things. And whenever a book is driven by stories, it's a good book, um, in my opinion. And what he talks a lot about is how hope is created. Um, because that's, you know, that's the challenge as you go through these these spirals um, with dyslexia of, of feeling, you know, over hopeful. And then you can go through a spiral of feeling under hopeful, like there is no hope. What's next? What do we do? What's the what's the what's keeping us going? And I think um, what I'm getting out of this book is a, is the is some of the examples he's using that have been quite valuable. And I thought I'd share them. And a lot of the, where I'm up to at the moment, and I, I kind of want to actually talk about this as I go through the book, because it's one of those things where the more I talk about it, the more I'll remember it. And I, I believe the things that have stood out to me will stood up, stand out to my audience. So I wanted to uh, share them as I go. So a couple of things that have really stood out is he talks a lot about thinking versus feeling. And he's and he, he puts it in this this framework is you've got two brains, a thinking brain and a feeling brain. And he said he wants, he likes you to imagine them as if your life is, is like, it's like you're a car, you're in, you're in a car. And in this car, there are two people. There's a thinking person. I see that as a guy with glasses, <laughs> looks a bit um, specific, focused. And then you've got this crazy person, and this is not, this is just my vision. You can have a different vision to this, but I've got this woman, blonde woman, real frizzy hair, ridiculously large glasses, you know, um, quite an American twang for some reason, quite a New Jersey kind of twang, who's like yelling in my thinking brain's ear and telling him to veer off course <laughs> all the time. And what he talks about is he goes, he goes, for the rest of your life, basically, you're going to be driving a car with these two people in it. And when you look at all the different um, psychology and everything out there, is it's all based around these two cars, uh, these two people in a car. And he goes, they all have different ways of trying to solve this, this challenge. Some of the psychology talks about how do you, how do you shut off your feelings like stoicism and there's a bunch of other things around that, around how do you how do you kind of chuck her in the boot, um, if that makes sense. There's a lot of other stuff around how do you start to better accept yourself, accept both people in the car, completely accept them. How do you start to listen to the feelings woman? I would not feel as Gosh, I'm, I'm going to fail my political correctness. How do you listen to your feelings person in your car? How do you listen to them and actually uh, accept what they're saying, but then still be able to make a decision? You know, how can you how can you do this this kind of stuff? So, a lot of psychology looks into both of these these kind of people in the car and helps them helps them work together to get you to where you want to be and um, to give you that level of hope and that level of happiness and purpose. 
And they said, it's a lot of people get overwhelmed by the feelings person always shouting and yelling and being so overactive that they start to try and stop listening to that person. But what they forget is that's the person that drives the car. You know, they may not physically drive it. You may think your thinking brain is driving it, but it's the feelings person in this car that's going to make all the actual choices, whether you like it or not. And he used a great example, well, a simple example here is that most 99% of people know how to be fit and healthy. You know, it's, it's not a lack of knowledge. It's not a lack of being able to think about what you should do. Very few people actually find out that if they ate less calories, they would lose weight and go, wow, that's what I've been missing. You know, very few people sit in that boat. But it doesn't mean it happens. Because uh, the point is, is your thinking brain knows you, he's driving in the weight loss direction. And then the feeling brain comes along and goes, ah, we're not going to do that today. That doesn't make me feel great. I don't feel that that's going to work. We're going to veer off in this direction, grabs the steering wheel and turns around and uh, stops off at McDonald's. You know, so... I, what I, what I, I guess what I loved about what I'm loving about this book so far is the visual nature of it and it's really standing out to me in that because it's I think anything that paints a picture that I can get behind um, helps me put things in order pictures put things in order and what he's talking a lot about and we're starting to get through to some of the more the more complexity but what he says basically is there is no such thing as self-control you've always got these two people that are fighting um, each other it's always going to be like that you've just got to get better at listening and getting clear on the messaging that's coming through from them so and, and it kind of raises something that someone said to me recently around feelings around dyslexics dyslexics is we are feelings people we've got a lot of feelings but we're not always great at interpreting them um, well so all this stuff comes up we either shove it down deep which is personally probably been one of my core mechanisms to deal with things is how can you how can you uh, put a little muzzle on that person and not let them shout at you um, because that feels painful um, or we let them override everything and you go off in this random tangent and it just explodes in a different way and it's about finding this level of balance of of accepting both people in the calm, both uh, both people are there, and helping, in essence, show them how to work together better. And that's the process that takes practice, time, different techniques. But I just, you know, that's what I wanted to share today, is I think it's a very good metaphor for what's happening in our brains, is these two people fighting. And one of the challenges I think dyslexics then have is, is that interpretation. Like I'm not like we talk about our minds are picture driven and I can imagine things perfectly, but it doesn't mean that words are not how I think. I don't know. I don't know if this is the same for everyone. I still think in words, whether much of that translates into action. I don't know, but I think in words when I'm overthinking, I'm not over picturing. I like there is there is pictures, but there's a, a word dialogue <laughs> that goes with it. It's usually myself telling myself a word story in my head. And pictures are appearing and what I've you know I think there's there is this mix-up in the head of the thinking mind is mistrans mis saying things or mistranslating things through this picture kind of machine 
and then the feeling brain is getting mixed up on what it should feel or not what it should feel but how it should interpret its feelings and thus it's kind of a cluster of um, stuff that's happening and it's causing it just causes you to feel out of kilter sometimes feel overwhelmed feel just like you just want to curl up in bed especially in winter and um, and just not do anything you know it's just like it's just feels too hard so yeah so I'm really enjoying this book I'm going to keep bringing you some um, tips out of it as I note them down but I wanted to start you off with that kind of framework of what it's about and the way they picture those two parts of the brain because I think it's very valuable and it's a great um, metaphor for the thinking and the feeling mind just imagine that car and I want you to imagine what is your thinking brain look like what does he or she look like and what does your feeling brain look like he or she you know get really clear on it really watch them drive down the road and next time you do something that you think why did I do that you know um, that just doesn't make any sense try and look at who was steering who grabbed the wheel on that moment you know like I, I had a moment a minute ago just the last thing I'll, I'll mention where I play this video game and you can do a certain task which is it's kind of like a card game but digital and you can you can throw 10 cards in the hat and you get one special card back is the simplest way to put it now I had nine of the cards I needed and I really could have waited for the 10th one to be what I what I needed or I could have th thrown a card that I didn't really want to lose into the hat to get this chance at a special card hopefully that makes some sense but nonetheless it was a decision that my thinking brain said slow down don't do it there's no rush why are you rushing and then my feeling brain grabbed the wheel and went I don't care throw it away let's get in there let's do it now life is short actually I don't know what it was saying but it took the wheel and I just did it and in hindsight I go why did I do that that makes no rational sense I didn't need to do that it's not the end of the world but it's like why did I do that and I, I realized my feeling brain literally grabbed the wheel and just drove me into it um, so it's interesting just starting to put some of these pictures in place um, I think it's a really good step so I just wanted to share that guys and I will be back with more soon hey everybody Stephen here from the truth about dyslexia in today's episode we're gonna be rehashing one from the past one that talks about thinking and feeling I do a bit of a book review on a book I really love listening to a few years back that's honestly it's a great book to listen to if you get a chance I won't spoil it until we get into the episode um, the reason this episode's running a little bit late and um, it's not exactly what I'd planned isn't it the story of our dyslexic lives you know it doesn't always work out we've just got to smile and keep going um holly's come down with the covid so um thrown a few fun and interesting things into the mix which we are dealing with as we move forward as the dog barks the kids cry life carries on let's um <laughs> let's dive into this this episode and i'll go and hold down the fort <laughs> 